Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello and welcome back to our journey through the book of Leviticus. We have made it to chapter 27. Thank you so much. If you have been with me throughout this entire journey, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of all of us for making it through one of the least read books of the Bible and actually enjoying ourselves. If you've joined us for most of them, thank you. If you join us for some of them, thank you. And if it's your first time, where you been? <laughs> As we've been walking through the book of Leviticus one chapter at a time. And we're going to finish this one off strong. This last chapter is all about redemption of gifts and of animals and of houses, and it's just God always providing a way back. And to me, that's the the principle for this chapter, and maybe even one of the overall principles is I want you to be blessed in this new land. I want you to stay close to me in this new land. But hey, along the journey, you might mess up, and I always want to provide a way back. And so we're going to see that as we finish up. So we're going to read this entire last chapter and then we're going to have maybe some parting ideas, and then I want to hear from you in the comments below. So here we go. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to open them up with me to Leviticus 27. You want to pause this and get it ready. We're going to finish this thing strong. Here we go. Verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate someone to the Lord by paying the value of that person, here is the scale of values to be used. A man between the ages of 20 and 60 is valued at 50 shekels of silver, as measured by the sanctuary shekel. A woman at the age of that age is valued at 30 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of 5 and 20 is valued at 20 shekels of silver. A girl at the age of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. A boy between the between ages of 1 month and 5 years is valued at 5 shekels of silver. And a girl of that age is valued at three shekels of silver. And a man older than 60 is valued at 15 shekels of silver. And a woman of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. And if you desire to make such a vow, but cannot afford to pay that required amount, take the person to the priest. He will determine the amount for you to pay based on what you can afford. Okay, I got to pause already. Once again, God is not saying that a man between a certain age is of more value than a baby. You got to understand value for them is also in what you could produce physically for the most part. And so, yes, a man at a certain age at full strength is able to work harder, work longer, provide more in that culture. And so the value of what he could produce was more. It didn't mean that he didn't have value. It meant what he was able to produce was. So just make sure you don't, you don't start getting into the, some weirdness on that. Okay, here we go. Verse 9. <clears throat> if your vow involves giving an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord... Any gift to the Lord will be considered holy. You may not exchange or substitute it for another animal. Neither a good animal for a bad one or a bad animal for a good one. But if you do exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and its substitute will be considered holy. If you, your vow involves an unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then you must bring the animal to the priest. He will assess its value, and his assessment will be final, whether high or low. If you want to buy back the animal, you must pay the value set by the priest plus 20%. If someone dedicates a house to the Lord, the priest will come to assess its value. The priest's assessment will be final, whether high or low. If the person who dedicated the house wants to buy it back, 
he must pay the value set by the priest, plus 20%. Then the house will be his again. If someone dedicates to the Lord a piece of land of his family property, its value will be assessed according to the amount of seed required to plant it. 50 shekels of silver for a field planted with five bushels of barley seed. If the field is dedicated to the Lord in the year of Jubilee, then the entire assessment will apply. But if the field is dedicated after the year of Jubilee, the priest will assess the land's value in proportion to the number of years left until the next year of Jubilee. It assessed, its assessed value is reduced each year. If the person who dedicated the field wants to buy it back, he must pay the value set by the priest, plus 20%. Then the field will again be legally his. But if it does not want to buy it back, and it is sold to someone else, the field can no longer be bought back. Then the field will be released in the year of Jubilee. It will be holy, a field specially set apart for the Lord, and the property, and will become property of the priests. If someone dedicates to the Lord a field that he has purchased, but which is not part of his family's property, the priest will assess the value by the number of years left until the next year of Jubilee. On that day, he must give an assessed value of the land as a sacred donation to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field must be returned to the person from whom he purchased it, the one who inherited it as family property. All the payments must be measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 garas. So here we go. Let's finish it up. You may not dedicate a firstborn animal to the Lord, for the firstborn of your cattle, cattle, sheep, and goats already belong to him. However, you may buy back the firstborn of a ceremonially unclean animal by paying the priest's assessment of its worth, plus 20%. If you do not buy it back, the priest will sell it at its assessed value. However, anything specially set apart for the Lord, whether a person, an animal, or a family property, must never be sold or bought back. Anything devoted in this way has been set apart as holy, and it belongs to the Lord. No persons specially set apart for destruction may be bought back. Such person must be put to death. Pause on that again. So once again, this is someone who has committed a capital punishment or something like that. In other words, he's saying, hey, listen, you can't, you can't buy this person's freedom. The decision of judgment is final. All right, here we go. Verse 30, one-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the field or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart as holy. If you want to buy back the Lord's tenth, uh, tenth of the grain or fruit, you must pay its value plus 20%. Count off every tenth animal from your herds and your flocks and set them apart for the Lord as holy. You may not pick and choose between the good animals and the bad animals. You must not substitute one for another. But if you do not exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and the substitute are considered will be considered holy, and you cannot buy them back. The final verse of Leviticus says this. These are the commands that the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai for the Israelites. We did it. We made it through the book of Leviticus. God finished up that final chapter by saying, hey, I want you to be able to buy things back. I want you to be able to give to me. Let's get this last thing out here so that we can then move forward. I'm going to tell you, one of the things I love about the book of Leviticus as a total is that God always provides a way of restoration, whatever it is. And it may be difficult. And there may be some things that have to happen in the process, but there's always a way to restore things and bring it back to where it came from. And always, 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 there's a way back into God's presence. I want to know from you, what did you get the most out of the book of Leviticus? Was it that you actually maybe enjoy certain pieces or maybe you dislike it more than you originally did? I want to know down in the comments below. 
Thank you so much for joining me throughout this journey. I have enjoyed it. I may end up doing something like this in the future. And I don't know, if you, if you want me to continue doing things like this, let me know. And it will be a long journey to do this, but I love this. And so if it's helpful, let me know. And I'd be glad to take maybe another journey with you. Maybe we'll tackle something a little more fun, like uh, the book of Ruth or something like that. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful day and never stop reading God's word because the more you dig, the more you find. <laughs>